Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, August 17th. U.S. stocks closed out lower after the Fed released the highly anticipated minutes from the monetary policy meeting in July. The Fed affirmed further rate hikes in the future, but remarked it would likely slow down the pace of rate increases at some point. The markets digested mixed signals from the retail front, with Target Corporation missing earnings estimates, while Lowe's companies topped profit projections, and July retail sales came in mostly higher than anticipated. Last week's mortgage applications declined following a rise in the week before. Additionally, TJX companies beat earnings expectations but lowered guidance. Treasuries were lower to lift yields, and the U.S. dollar continued to climb. Crude oil prices increased and gold decreased. In other economic news, June business inventories rose in line with forecasts. Asia finished mostly to the upside, and Europe ended the day lower on the heels of hotter-than-expected U.K. inflation reports. The Dow Jones Industrial Average declined 172 points, or 0.5%, to 33,980. The S&P 500 Index decreased 31 points, or 0.7%, to 4,274. And the Nasdaq Composite fell 164 points, or 1.3%, to 12,938. In moderate volume, 3.9 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 5.1 billion shares changed hands on the NASDAQ. WTI crude oil went up $1.58 to $88.11 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price decreased $10 to $1,779.70 per ounce, and the dollar index increased 0.1% to 106.61. In equity news on Wednesday, Target Corporation, ticker symbol TGT, reported second quarter earnings per share of $0.39, well below the $0.79 fact set estimate, as revenues rose 3.5% year-over-year to $26 billion, roughly in line with the street's expectation. Second quarter same-store sales grew 2.6% year-over-year, below the forecasted 2.8% gain. The company cited inventory actions that put significant pressure on its near-term profitability and said it is planning cautiously for the remainder of the year, but current trends support its prior guidance for the full year. Shares of Target traded lower. Lowe's companies, ticker symbol LOW, posted second quarter earnings per share of $4.67, above the expected $4.58, as revenues dipped 0.4% year-over-year to $27.5 billion, south of the projected $28.1 billion. Second quarter same-store sales dipped 0.3% year-over-year versus the expected 2.1% gain. The company said do-it-yourself sales were impacted by the shortened spring and lower demand in certain discretionary categories, which was partially offset by a solid increase in pro-customer sales. Those companies reiterated its full-year guidance and said it expects same-store sales to be toward the bottom end of its outlook range, while operating income and earnings per share to be toward the top end of its outlook range. 
Lowe's Companies said this outlook reflects its first-half sales performance and expectations for continued pro-strength and improving do-it-yourself trends, as well as disciplined expense management and benefits of its productivity initiatives. Shares closed slightly higher. TJX Companies, ticker symbol TJX, announced fiscal year 2023 second quarter earnings per share of $0.69, slightly above estimates of $0.67, as revenues grew 1.9% year-over-year to $11.8 billion versus the predicted $12 billion. The multinational corporation, which owns TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Home Goods, and other department stores, stated that U.S. same-store sales came in lighter than forecasted, likely due to the impact of high inflation on consumer discretionary spending. The company noted that it is comfortable with its inventory levels and is well-positioned to take advantage of off-price buying opportunities seen in the marketplace. Changes in foreign currency exchange rates affected the translation of sales on TJX's international businesses, leading to a net impact of a $0.02 loss per share. The corporation lowered its full-year earnings per share and U.S. comparable sales while slightly increasing its projected adjusted pre-tax profit margins. TJX companies traded higher. With the retail sector putting the finishing touches on second quarter earnings season of the 463 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, roughly 63% have topped revenue forecasts and approximately 76% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Compared to last year, revenue growth is tracking to be up 14.2% and earnings are 8.4% higher. Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders points out in our latest Schwab market perspective, mixed signals. Now, the unexpectedly strong July jobs report belied considerable nuance in the broader economic picture. But she notes that leading economic indicators and an inverted U.S. Treasury yield curve, historically harbingers of recession, are showing pockets of weakness in the economy. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. And you can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Wednesday, advanced retail sales for July came in flat month over month versus the Bloomberg consensus forecast of a 0.1% rise and compared to June's downwardly adjusted 0.8% increase. Last month's sales ex-autos rose 0.4% month-over-month compared to expectations of a 0.1% dip, and as June's figure was revised lower to a 0.9% gain. Sales ex-autos and gas were up 0.7% month-over-month, above estimates of a 0.4% rise and matching June's unadjusted gain. The control group, a figure used to calculate GDP, increased 0.8% month-over-month versus projections of a 0.6% gain and following June's downwardly revised 0.7% rise. Data showed that department store month-over-month sales growth, while still negative, contracted slightly as stores started lowering prices to meet consumer demand, according to Bloomberg. Building materials and electronic sales both rose month over month, while sales of apparel, gas, motor vehicles, as well as food and drink services all declined. 
The MBA Mortgage Application Index declined 2.3% last week following the prior week's rise of 0.2%. The index snapped a two-week winning streak as a 5.4% drop for the refinance index was accompanied by a 0.8% dip for the purchase index. The decrease came even as the average 30-year mortgage rate moved two basis points lower to 5.45%, but is up 239 basis points versus a year ago. Business inventories rose 1.4% month-over-month in June, matching forecasts, after May's upwardly revised increase of 1.6%. The Fed released the highly anticipated minutes from the July FOMC meeting in which the target for the benchmark interest rate was raised by 75 basis points to a range of 2.25% to 2.50%. In the release, the Fed remarked that moving to a restrictive stance and raising rates would be appropriate because of high inflation, but did emphasize that its decisions would be data-dependent. The participants of the meeting discussed their concerns about the risk of tightening monetary policy more than necessary in response to the constantly changing nature of the economic environment. When discussing the appropriate policy stance, participants remarked that the labor market was very tight and that inflation was far above the objective, but the lowering commodity prices that the markets took as a sign of peak inflation should not be relied on as the prices could quickly rebound. Participants judged that as the stance of monetary policy tightened further, it would likely become appropriate at some point to slow the pace of rate increases. Treasuries have been choppy as of late, with the markets digesting some cooler-than-expected July inflation data and last month's stronger-than-expected labor report grappling with the economic and monetary policy implications. The U.S. dollar had also resumed a rally after a recent pullback from multi-decade highs reached in July. Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses in our Schwab market perspective how the Fed has embarked on one of the most rapid tightening cycles in over 40 years, and with inflation continuing to outpace wage growth, more rate hikes are likely on the horizon. Kathy also offers analysis of the greenback in her commentary titled, The Strong Dollar Can It Continue? You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones, and check out our latest edition of our Financial Decoder podcast titled, When Interest Rates Rise, What Should You Do With Bonds? featuring Kathy. Treasuries were lower as the yield on the two-year Treasury note was up three basis points to 3.37%. The yield on the 10-year note rose six basis points to 2.88%, and the 30-year bond rate gained three basis points to 3.14%. On tap for tomorrow's economic calendar, we will get initial jobless claims for the week ended August 13th, with economists projecting 264,000 first-time unemployment applications to be filed, which is 2,000 more than last week's data point. Furthermore, we will get a read on continuing claims for the week ended August 6th, expected to increase to 1,450,000 from last week's 1,428,000 figure. The leading economic index, or LEI, for July will also be released, anticipated to have declined 0.5% month-over-month, contracting from last month's 0.8% decrease. 
In more housing data, the July existing home sales report will be released, forecasted to show a 4.9% month-over-month drop to an annual rate of 4.87 million units. Rounding out the docket will be the Philadelphia Fed Business Outlook Survey for August, with economists calling for a level of negative 5.0 versus last month's negative 12.3 read, with zero being the demarcation point between expansion and contraction. In international news on Wednesday, European equities ended the day lower as the UK reported a host of hotter-than-expected July inflation reports that showed consumer, retail, and producer pricing pressures all rose more than anticipated. The data exacerbated inflation concerns that have forced the Bank of England to join the Fed in aggressively tightening monetary policy and has pushed the European Central Bank down the tightening path. However, Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, notes in his article titled, Shortages Have Led to Gluts, how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. Also, Jeff discusses in his latest article titled The End of Rate Hikes how the signals from the central banks that rate hikes, which began last year, may be coming to an end, could be welcome news for investors looking ahead to the next 12 months. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. In other economic news, Eurozone's second quarter GDP growth came in softer than anticipated. The euro and British pound were lower versus the U.S. dollar, and bond yields in the eurozone and the U.K. traded higher. The U.K. FTSE 100 index was down 0.3%. France's CAC 40 index and Italy's FTSE MIB index declined 1%. Germany's DAX index dropped 2%. Spain's IBEX 35 index decreased 0.9%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index finished relatively unchanged. Stocks in Asia finished mostly higher, with the markets showing some resiliency in the face of some disappointing economic data out of China, which prompted its central bank to cut some key interest rates this week, as well as softer-than-expected housing and regional manufacturing reports out of the U.S. China's rate cuts diverged from key central banks in North America, Europe, and the U.K., led by the Fed, which are aggressively tightening monetary policy to fight persisting inflation pressures. China's economy has slowed noticeably in the face of COVID-induced lockdowns, and Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled, China's Yo-Yo Economy, that although an economic rebound in China is underway according to government and private sector data, its economy and stock market may remain volatile. Japanese economic data was in focus as the nation reported stronger-than-expected export and import growth for July, though its core machine orders rose by a slightly smaller amount than anticipated. Meanwhile, Hong Kong rebounded modestly, trimming some of a recent drop that came from the recent softness in tech stocks and concerns about regulatory meddling and U.S. delisting uncertainty. After the closing bell, e-commerce and tech giant Tencent Holdings Limited, ticker symbol TCEHY, reported its first-ever revenue drop amid the regulatory scrutiny and COVID-related lockdowns. 
Japan's Nikkei 225 index advanced 1.2% with the yen softening somewhat after recently rebounding versus the U.S. dollar from multi-decade lows. The yen had fallen sharply since March as the Bank of England also lags other key global central banks in monetary policy. China's Shanghai Composite Index and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index both rose 0.5%, while Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index traded 0.3% to the upside. India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index increased 0.7%, but South Korea's Kospi Index bucked the trend, declining 0.7%. On tomorrow's international economic calendar, Australia will release reports on its employment change. Europe's economic calendar will be closely watched, with CPI and construction output data coming out of the Eurozone. 